If ever there was an opportunity to be like Jesus, to shine for him, it will be in the situations that we're going to be talking about today. Anybody can be kind to people who can scratch their back because they got their scratched. See what I'm saying? <clears throat> but vulnerability really calls for trust. And because we have everything we need in Jesus Christ, we don't have to try to get our comeuppance or our value or we don't have to play the same kinds of games that the world plays, my friend. And so we should be the safest people that other people can share their stuff with because we have been loved by Christ and we are called to love in his power to love other people too. And in the area of their vulnerabilities, it's a prime real estate, if you will, for building a Christ-like reputation and ultimately pointing people to Christ. So stay tuned today as we talk about this. Hello and welcome to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I am your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer, and today we are going to be continuing in our series in which we're talking about sneaky fears. And today we want to talk about the sneaky fear of vulnerability. What does that mean to be vulnerable? It means to be exposed in a way. It means to be um, almost at a disadvantage. It means to be in a position where someone can take advantage of you. Um, yes. So, what? How would? How would? How would that fear show itself? How would the sneaky fear of vulnerability? manifest itself. Well, it could be evident from a person who closes themselves off. They never share any of themselves. They live in fear of being exposed, of being um, looked down upon. Uh, And so they put up a front. They pretend that everything is okay all the time, even though we know that that is not realistic. Nobody's life goes the way they want to all the time. We all go through times where we are not doing well, but the person who fears vulnerability puts on a front and pretends to be okay all of the time, even if they're not. Um, and as I said, earl- said earlier, sometimes they, they close themselves off to people. They don't make friends. They don't enter into any type of trusting relationship with people. And oftentimes that happens because they've been hurt in the past. And they think that it is a safety measure to just be hard all of the time, to, to be suspicious of people all of the time. That is emotional baggage, my friend. And it is something that closing yourself off will not cure. God has specific ways 
for people who have been hurt to process. And I don't know that um, that will be, uh, there will be time to talk about that here. But I, I will just really quickly say that a healthy perspective needs to happen where we recognize that just because we were hurt by one person doesn't mean that everybody else on the entire planet cannot be trusted. It also does not mean, <clears throat> excuse me, that we have to open ourselves up to every person we ever encounter. God has wired us for relationship. And so we cannot be at our healthiest if we are cutting ourselves off from human contact and from a level of emotional vulnerability um, to another human being. Lonely people are hurting people. Lonely people sometimes don't realize the need that they have for human contact. You are wired that way and you cannot be healthy. We cannot be healthy if we shut ourselves off uh, over long, over a long period of time, too long from other people. So um, the thing to do is not to write off everybody else but to offer forgiveness. And I know there's some, I know some of you probably just like, Oh no, I'm not going to do that. There's no way you can forget about that. Well, I've talked at length about, about that particular topic before. And I do talk about it in my book, the Christian woman's guide to overcoming messy emotions. If you don't read any other chapter in that book, I really do encourage you to read that chapter. And it's because it will set you free. It really will. Um, being closed off and hard is a form of bondage. You shut out other people, but you shut yourself in as well. But back to what I was saying, um, what we need to do when we've been hurt by other people is to go back and look at that individual situation and deal with it for what it is. Maybe that person hurt you and they prove themselves not to be trustworthy. Well, don't trust them again then. Trust is one of those things. It takes a very long time to build, but only a few short seconds or minutes to tear it down. And the rebuilding program, I'm telling you, sometimes we run out of time on this planet <laughs> uh, if, uh, for the amount of time that it takes to rebuild trust. So it's better to keep it and not destroy it than have to rebuild it again. So those are just a few things that 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 we can do when we've been hurt by other people. Um, but shutting ourselves off is not the answer. Um, God desires that we have life and that we have it more abundantly. And there is no way that we can have abundant life apart, especially from other Christians. Now, I know, like many other people, that there's no hurt quite like a church hurt. Because there are people that you trusted, that you thought you were on the same page, you thought that you were in partnership, you thought certain things 
and and you you had your guard down because you trusted them and then you were betrayed by them it's it's extremely extremely painful i have been there i know that it is difficult but friend i want you to know that there is healing to be had there's healing to be had but the thing to do is not to run from the hurt but to face it but to ask the lord to give you what you need to face it i'm not going to say that healing will come overnight it it generally does not the deeper the hurt Sometimes the longer it takes, but we can prolong our spiritual woundedness when we don't take the time to allow the Lord to help us look at what happened for what it really was to take ownership of perhaps our contribution to that, if there is any, and to give us the grace to forgive. Vulnerability is a fact of life. We are all, I mean, really think about it. Think about all of this, this, the shootings that have been going on in grocery stores and schools and things like that. You know, none of those people thought when they left home that day that they would never return home. And if we're not careful, we can make ourselves very paranoid to where we want to just lock ourselves into our houses and never go out. But the truth is that we're all vulnerable every time we leave our house, even in our own homes. Somebody could come into our home. You never know when when a shooting's going to take place. You never know if you're going to be at the right intersection where somebody decides to, you know, shoot you for trying to take your and try to take your car. You just don't ever know. There's always the element of surprise. And so I think when we come to grips with the fact that we are all vulnerable, if we're, if we're looking at it a particular way, that can make us uh, frightened and make us shut down. But, all, but, but, but there is an element of looking at inviting God into our vulnerability where you recognize that God really is in control. Even when things seem like they're not, like, like, like he's not in control, when things seem to be out of control, God really is in control. So, and this, this sounds, um, I, don't mean, I don't mean it to sound unfeeling, but this is just the truth that really can set us free. We're not going anywhere until God decides that our time on this earth is up. I sometimes look at death as, um, how do I say it? It's like a, it's a place that we go, but there are many doors to getting there. There's the door of sickness. There's, this, there's the, 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 the door of violence against us, homicide. There's the, there's the door of there's so many different doors. There's so many ways to die. There's a door of, of, of an accident. There, there are all kinds of ways. But friend, that door will not open until God decides that it is. There's a verse um, that's in the Bible that says that uh, all of our days were written in his book before one of them came to be. 
God knew how many days you would have to live. So you're, you're vulnerable, but you're not because the will of God is, is a bulletproof thing. You're not going anywhere until God decides that your time is up. So vulnerability, it can be a scary thing. And because we all only have so many days and years that God has appointed us, we want to be people who live life to the fullest. We want to be people who live our lives for the glory of God each and every moment because there will come a day when God says it's time to come home. I want to take a different slant um, just for the last few moments of this, this podcast. I want to encourage you, my friend, to be a safe person that other people can be vulnerable with. What I mean is, I want you to be the kind of person who, with whom a secret is safe. I want to encourage you and challenge you to be the kind of person who holds confidences as long as it is not something that is illegal or something that, you know, that could, that could harm someone. We ought to be people who can be trusted with people's vulnerable feelings. We want to have people like that for ourselves. We want to have a person we can trust. We want to be those kinds of people who who love someone enough not to expose them. People are so afraid of being judged of being written off, of being condemned, of being thought less of. And so that fear of vulnerability can manifest itself again in just being closed off and pretending everything is okay when it's not. Because they're afraid that if you knew or if I knew how they really were, then we wouldn't love them that we wouldn't treat them the same way, that somehow we would look down on them. And so we want to be people who are people who love unconditionally like God does. I also want to say that when you, when you, when you, When you want to be um, vulnerable with other people, that is a way to open the door for them to be vulnerable with you. Does that make sense? Now, we do want to exercise wisdom uh, regarding this. Uh, I'm thinking of the verse. And let's see, let me pull it up here. Yeah. Proverbs 29, 11 says, a fool utters all his mind, but a wise man keeps it in until afterwards. In other words, 
the foolish person the foolish person says everything that's in their in their mind and doesn't give any thought for the consequences of those words doesn't give any thought uh, of whether or not this person really can be trusted God is not calling us to be foolish he's calling us to be wise and so sometimes it may be good just to share a little bit of yourself and then see how people respond and you know give relationships time and give people time to prove themselves trustworthy before you you know before you reveal your your innermost heart but also let's just be people I say I'm saying as I close let's just be people that are safe for people for for to for ugh, excuse me <laughs> let's be people that are safe that can be trusted when someone needs to bear their heart Let's don't go around sharing people's secrets and exposing them to other people. The final verse that I want to look at is, it says a, per, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. Y'all, I got to tell you this story. Keep in mind that I was in seventh grade. Yes seventh no eighth grade okay so back in sixth grade there were these two girls who were inseparable they were such good friends and one of the girls moved away well the girl that was left behind told me some things about the girl who had moved away and I was really being I was really shocked she says, oh my goodness, she is so selfish. She's the most self-centered person I've ever met. And I was thinking, wow, I just never had any idea because I thought y'all were just, you know, thick as thieves and, and that everything was, was always wonderful between the two of you and all of this. And so after the girl had left, I went, yes, I did. I went and told the girl that stayed behind what she said about her. And you know what happened? About a year or so later, that girl moved back to town. Yes, she did. Oh my goodness. I was so embarrassed because the girl that was that had stayed home told what I said. And so she was very upset with me. Of course she was. So that is an example of what not to be. I was keeping the secret as long as I felt that you know, as long as there was that, as I felt there was a reason to, but once she was gone, I felt like I, I was free to just say all this because I thought she would never come back. <laughs> that is such a silly, foolish, childish thing to do. But y'all, we do it as adults too, don't we? We listen to a person bear their soul to us and then we run and we share it with people and we just say, don't tell anybody. Don't, 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 don't tell them that I, that I told you this. You're not being a faithful friend. And you've proven that the person who trusted you made a bad investment in their trust. We've all been guilty, haven't we? So I just want to challenge you today and encourage you, my friend, to be a good friend. Be a trustworthy friend. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, I hope that you will share it with someone 
um, that you think might be encouraged by it. Also, um, any day now, I will be making an announcement about my new book. So please um, just check in uh, often and I will one day I'll be able to make that happy announcement. Uh, I'm really just waiting to hear back from the Library of Congress and a couple of little bugs that need to be worked out. But yes, ma'am, it, it's, it's going to be very, very soon. And so I'm excited. The book is called Think on These Things. And it is a devotional, a 90-day devotional um, that is designed to help you grow spiritually. It um, points to different aspects of the Christian life that we may need to firm up and, and get right uh, with God. And the premise is um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, if there are any excellence or anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. And so um, in this book, I present 90 things for your mind to dwell on because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs says, the way we think determines where we go, how we live, how we, how we uh, handle people and situations and, and all of that. Every wrong action can be traced back to a, a thought. And so we want to um, clean out our command station, if you will. And this book will help you to do that. It also will be a wonderful gift for someone that perhaps you are wanting to encourage to be more like Christ. Maybe you're discipling someone or maybe you have uh, children or grandchildren or just a good friend that you want to encouraged to love Jesus more. That book will be available to you and I'll be happy to let you know when it is available. Thank you so much, my friends, for today and tune in next time. Bye.